it was a soft ice cream song playing when I was following this guy uh-huh. around this lake. And that was playing off of his cart. Yeah. And I was just walking and then all of a sudden like the, the leaves started like breathing at me. Uh-huh. And then like the music felt like it got it was like echoing and it was kinda eerie sounding. And all of a sudden like I don't know. I, I was just transported. It was like a rabbit hole experience. And then I ended up at the zoo. <laughs> like I bought a ticket there, and I was just. It was, you just you just went to the zoo. I just went to the zoo, and then later after that, I went to um, the Van Gogh Museum to finish off. Yeah, your the, your mission. Yeah, my mission. You had a mission that yeah. day. And if you see here, this is me in the actual hostel. It was one of like the. The rooms you chill in to read and like the library, that's what uh-huh, it was. Uh-huh. And this is when I was waiting, talking to my friend. Like, it's like I just took the, the truffles and I was like, yo, I'm gonna head out to the park soon and like, and I'm gonna end up in the Van Gogh Museum. Like, I wrote it down. I put, yeah, a alarm in my phone. Yeah. Like, made sure, like, did all the precautions, and then I just left by myself. And then you ended I up there. by myself, <laughs> and then it ended up in the fucking Van Gogh Museum. <laughs> Man, crazy. <laughs> crazy story, man. What the fuck?
just wandering through London and seeing all these sights and people be- people and being in my own headspace and just like making my own decisions and having like no external influences I don't know yeah. because like, you were out there by yourself yeah it was like a fresh slate I didn't know a single person when you I went out there you didn't know a single person and you literally just you went at it yeah and I just met people and just met people on the street yeah. and like I set up a bunch of shoots while I was out in London just from like saying hi to people on the street and saying that they had cool style and I would love to photograph their look yeah while I'm out there and it, I don't know I feel like it gave me a certain amount of like I don't know leverage to actually ask people for that because mm-hmm. you know I don't know I did things that there was no pressure there was no pressure on your part because yeah. you're from LA and you're you know I'm you just, they're visiting you're just and they're like, visiting and you're you're going with I'm just trying to be prolific and uh-huh. put myself out there and like that's what I wish I did my in, shit out. in Japan but Japan was like one week in Japan yeah. you know it's, you had like what a month like yeah three weeks in London and then I went off to see um, Paris and yeah, Amsterdam I feel but, like you really need like a solid month if you're a photographer yeah that was that was me just like unplugging from the world for a month and just like diving into a whole new world that I had no idea what to expect and like I had no idea what experiences I was gonna have but I was just open to like change and yeah. opening my mind and figuring out what I really want and the way I interact with the world yeah. and kind of see yeah I don't know I had so much clarity coming back from it you know what's crazy is um, I'm looking back at my Japan photos from last year mm-hmm. and it was around this time around this time actually that we were in Japan we were in Japan in late March 2017, yeah. and it's 2018. Wow, one year went passed by already. Trips me out that I was in that country, you know?
So these photos right here, mm -hmm. these these beginning photos was me by myself, by and yourself. and yeah. So this is this is like, it's got some significance to my Japan trip now that I think about it, mm -hmm. because this first photo is of the station, right? So the night that we landed in Japan, I was supposed to pick up my mobile Wi-Fi device, yeah. but we landed late because our we we had a a layover in Osaka for mm -hmm. like that was delayed for like three or four hours so we weren't gonna land in time so when we landed in japan it was everything was closed yeah. and like we had no idea how we were gonna like get anywhere so eventually you know we we made it back to like we we eventually found our way we made it back to our like our, our airbnb and we like mm -hmm. did all that but um these series of photos right here is my journey by myself back to find back to get my in a foreign country yeah not knowing the language no. so from my airbnb i had to take the yamanote line and go all the way back to the airport oh shoot <laughs> by myself to yeah. pick up uh my wi-fi device so that i can get online so you just wandered around tokyo by yourself yeah like this was me like on my way there so like I, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I want to, I want to have a visual record just in case I got lost. Yeah. That was literally what it was. I was like, hey, if I get lost, I can just show like a Japanese local like this and just point. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like before you had the film camera and everything. Yeah, this like... is all Canon five D thirty five. So, I mean, it's, it's still amazing though. Yeah. You know, like the the vending machines that were there. Like this guy that was buying stuff. Um, I had made it to. The, the group was in Ueno Station, mm -hmm. and so they, they were all there. So I went by myself. I had my Wi-Fi already. I was yeah. connected, so I was connected to Instagram. Yeah. And I remember DMing Kyle. <laughs> and I was like, hey, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? <laughs> so this is like literally on, my, on our way there. And then this shot right here, really good street shot. Yeah, I love how the light filters through the bridge up yeah. top and down into the street. Yeah. And then onto the person, too, and yeah. Kind of wraps around him really nice. That was when we met up with yeah, and then this is when I officially met up with everybody and then yeah. we had dinner at this or lunch at this curry place and yeah. This was like our first day in Japan. Super fun. My boy, my boy, my boy Don't love me like he promised. My boy, my boy, my boy He ain't a man and sure as hell ain't honest
trip over a knife. trip over a knife. crazy he wears that proudly you know? yeah he, hey i took, he took the picture. picture in that shirt i was there he was there for like the advent of underground hip-hop in london in london yeah, yeah. he's definitely Nuts, like one of the dude. players and like people that documented that yeah it's cool yeah and this is at uh just a random music event i saw like on a poster and like came he through it was a pop-up shop and people were just hanging out drinking beer there's a dj and it's tight so cool. Got me thinking. Oh yeah, I love these. That picture. This this is one of my favorite pictures. It's one of my this favorite is, pictures. This, this is like yeah. like a one of my social documentary pictures. Yeah. Kind of like this is like at a student art show opening in London, and this is just outside and people are like just hanging out, having, you have your, sharing a cigarette, yeah. talking. You have your three elements there. There's also like that metal square that balances the picture out, and then there's yeah. like that that weird bracket. With that, that weird downward paint, bracket. Yeah, that that kind of frames and kind of keeps that guy like in his in, own in his zone. Own yeah, zone, you know, uh -huh. it's, it's and the fact that he has a Pirelli hat on too. Yeah, and I, I like I like the the red that brings the picture in together too, the color. Yeah, and it's just like a really natural moment that I loved seeing and capturing. Uh, there's Theodore when I met him on the street. He said. He was apologizing to me because he was hungover and like he saw meeting <laughs> me as a huge opportunity. He thought it was like fate. I was meeting on the street and photographing together. Hey, sometimes actually, that, yeah. that's what it is, man. Yeah. And then we, we ended up shooting like a few days later. We did a whole like three look mm -hmm. shoot the entire day pretty much. And I got to know him and like he's actually working in the first Yeezy store that in was London. ever opened in London. Wow. And yeah, now... He's like connected to like the ASAP mob and everything, so I'm hoping. Is he really? Yeah, he is. He's like they call him like the British Rocky, ASAP Rocky. Shut the and he, fuck. He's the one that uh, opened up. He, he's the one that worked at the bodega for uh -huh. one of their videos for all shit. And like, yeah, it's crazy. Like he's wow. connected to all those guys now. And I met him on the street. Crazy. In front man. of a bagel shop. Fate. He said it was fate. Yeah. See. And like, it means something, man. Yeah, man, he's fashion killer, and 
I don't know, definitely in the future when I go to go back, back to Europe or he comes yeah. to the United States, like we'll be on another level and yeah. be able to create on a higher level. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of people. Well, a lot of people in like Southern California, a lot of the wedding photographers at least, uh, it's very, uh, there's a certain flavor and style mm -hmm. to LA slash like SoCal wedding photographers, mm -hmm. I feel like. Like, especially in, like, OC. Yeah. Like, with Lynn and Jersa, and, like, you know, you have the Lynn and Jersas, and you're, you know, like, Lynn and Jersa's the biggest one. Yeah. Because they contract out literally everybody, like, all the wedding photographers. But it's a certain, like, aesthetic and style, and it's yeah. set up, and, you know, it's planned. They get the, planned. They get their shots, structured. It is very structured, yeah. Like... The whole the whole idea behind Love by Earl is to put the focus back on the couple mm -hmm. and put the focus back on just like the, like the the day itself. The intimate moments. The moments. Because yeah. to me, that's what matters. You know, it's not all the all the fake stuff. I mean, because you look at a lot of wedding photography, and it's like, is it really like? You know, like yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty picture. You you, you set it up. It's posed, and and that's a legitimate style, in in wedding portraiture and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's super legit. I shoot like that, but there's certain things about, you know, being a social documentary wedding photographer. Just letting the day play out as it is, mm -hmm. and, and just, like just kind of being like a shadow and just kind of yeah. being there, capturing what's there and like not necessarily like. Because at the end of the day, all the bride and groom have are their pictures. Mm -hmm. And if it's all set up, portraits, which is cool, it's nice, but if it's all set up, then it's all set up. You know, like, there's no, like, visual record of, like, oh, like, this happened, or, you know, so-and-so's kid, uh, you know, um, was running down the aisle crying, like, did, did you get that, you know, like, did you get the... The, the aunt who was like videotaping all of that or laughing or whatever it's like you want to get those little like nuanced a, moments those, the ones that you see being an observer yeah being, observer. being a keen observer um and yeah I want to bring that obtrusive or, yeah not be obtrusive and like you know an annoyance to people or like a burden like I just I want to be essentially like a guest yeah, at their like, wedding capturing the natural moments as if like you, you were there as if as wedding. if I was yeah. their best friend yeah Essentially, yeah. which I, you know, I end up, I end up do becoming really good friends with my clients, and I think that's like part of like what I do. Yeah, your style, you know, your approach. Leading so, the yeah, I've been more conscious about controlling where my viewer and audience like looks in the picture, in the photo, yeah. Because like depending on like where I choose to capture light and put shadows, it'll lead your eye through the picture and like see what I'm seeing. Or like draw focus to things that I want to draw focus on. Like here, it's like her lips and like her eyes are are like kind of shadowed. Shadow, yeah. Obscured there. Yeah, obscured. Like even like see this the shadow that goes across half her face and yeah. like cuts off like the rest of her body, but creates kind of like an intimate moment. Yeah. Here where you can only see like one of her eyes and her lips, and she's like peeking out of the shadow. Even those two right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I try to capture that with like just fr those free moments. I don't know. I just I feel like when I take pictures, I'm like dancing around my subject and trying yeah. to capture the best light and try to like I don't know. See shape, how the light shape the light, shape the light and around. How them. how see how it affects my subject. Yeah. And maneuvering around in order to like capture it and communicate it the way I see it with my eyes. That's the, something I'm constantly working at, mm -hmm. trying to capture the picture the way I see it. And, and you can see it in it. the process, like yeah. when you go through and you're cull, you're yeah. culling the photo through. You can see the evolution of yeah. what you're trying to work out in your head, and then it's like, okay, cool, we're done with that scene, and yeah. then and then move on, and move on, and, and then it's the next different angles or try to see her in different light yeah I don't know yeah. it's it's fun I really love just avail using available light and seeing how I can squeeze the most out of it yeah and how I can that's the create best. the most out of like one out of the light that's there, yeah. that's there yeah I don't know so I was driving home from work and just, you know, sitting in traffic for a long time just made me think about life. And then I think about the whole idea that, you know, life is the highway, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought about, like, I feel like I'm finally in the driver's seat and taking control and, like, paving and driving my own path, on my own path, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. And then I just thought about, like, all the different metaphors of life and this highway and how, like, highways work best and most efficiently when everyone's cooperating and mm -hmm. understands the function of each lane and like stay in the lane that, that they're supposed, they're to, be supposed to be in and also actually also not even just staying in the lane but also being willing to switch lanes mm -hmm. in certain times in your life when other things are more important sometimes like to switch gears switch lanes Maybe slow down a little bit, spend time with your family when you're not working and going like 80 miles per hour all the time, you know? And I think, I don't know, I was just thinking about that when I was driving home. And I was just thinking about my life and everything and, I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. It's, uh, you know, like when you, when you mention like switching lanes, like learning how to switch lanes, mm -hmm. I think that's like a really great point that you made because like, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, in all of the hustle that we do. Like, we're going, like, mm -hmm. you know, 100 miles an hour, working this, working this, working this. Like, it seems like we never take a break. But, like, you know, you make a good point. Like, hey, sometimes, like, you know, the work or the hustle, quote, unquote, that we need to do is with our families. Yeah. You know, like, we need to, like, check in on our families. Mm -hmm. You know, check in on your parents, your mom, your dad, your, your sister, you know, like, my brother. You know, like, the your, people your cousins. Like, you. The yeah. people that are, that are really going to be, like there you know mm -hmm. what i mean like even on your friends too you, you mm -hmm. know you check in with your friends every so often yeah. and you know just talk like you know i think people like you know we we like because people get caught up in like earning money or you know uh studying for this task mm -hmm. or, or whatever test, goals like, they have yeah everything. like they you know they don't slow down and like and appreciate the like, moments and be in the, the moment and yeah. slow down and like take it in you know mm -hmm. that's why sometimes i drive in the slow lane just to like enjoy just to, my drive just to hang out just hang to out kick it. like yeah. yeah just same here drive I, slowly I'm not you know in any rush Chill, sometimes yeah. and you know i'll be in the slow lane and i'll just kind of coast at 60 yeah, yeah. Because, listen to music because, because i want to go through yeah i want to go through the podcast yeah you know like when i'm listening to our podcast every every wednesday morning or whatever mm -hmm. i you know i drive slow because i want to be able to consume it and mm -hmm. 
and digest it and take really, your time with it. Right. Yeah. Just like shooting film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think with a lot of the direction people are taking it nowadays, like people are taking from their childhood, from their past, mm-hmm. from their past influences and experiences and inspirations and synthesizing it and making Into it their own. Yeah. Like whether it's in music with people drawing inspiration from various genres and sampling and remixing. Remixing and collaboration. Classic, yeah, classic records and collaborations. Yeah. Too. And then just, then you have like visual artists like this on YouTube who are looping visuals for 30 minutes. Yeah, of, of just of like old cartoons, old cartoons and like just kind of re like appropriating them and putting them in new context in today's like YouTube's what internet space mm. and making it consumable to like the millennials of yeah. th- that that age, you know, and like with music. And that if you look at all the comments, like yeah. a lot of the comments on these videos are like, "Oh, this is the best thing to study to." Yeah. Like, thank you for all you do. Like, See, I, like the I power miss, of the vibes are giving me chill, chill vibes. Vibe. It makes me feel better about everything in life. The bad has went away for some, some time, time now. now. See, people are like connecting with this stuff and like really u- utilizing stuff like this. And I think through music, I feel like it can really bring people together and like get yeah. people in that, that, that same wavelength and right. kind of... Like look at this visual right here. Is, that's Bart, and I forget that girl's name, but that was like Bart's crush, right? Yeah. See, and it just loops like Bart looking at her, then they look at each other. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's simple like that, but like, yeah, it's, it's cool to see this. That, that kind of art yeah. pop up. If you guys are interested in viewing some of the 35mm photographs that we talked about in this podcast, then I'll be dropping a link on this segment that leads to my Instagram, which is a visual diary of just my experiences, BTS from my shoots, and interesting sites that I see on a day-to-day basis that I want to show people. And uh, usually I post little snippets little insights from what's behind the photo and what happened the events around it so if you guys want to tune into that and follow my life and thoughts i have then you can follow me at that link if you guys like the music that was shared in episode four of the after hours podcast then you can find all of these songs on our public playlist which i'll provide a link to on the segment This week's playlist is curated by Earl Buenobra, a.k.a. DJ Eos, and he whipped together 50 songs for this week's curation. And every week, we swap out the 50 songs, so get the songs while you can before we switch them out on Tuesday night. And next week, we have a surprise, which you guys will have to just tune in for, and yeah, enjoy the music.